This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast of movies that are, well, off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about movies in my collection. In this episode, Erica Donovan is here to take a weird trip back to the 90s with Breakfast of Champions and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Welcome! Hi! Thank you for uh, coming here and allowing me to provide you with several beverages. All the beverages. <laughs> Thank you for that. I mean, it is a very uh, warm day in the city, so I think they're all necessary, personally. Yeah, I agree. You agree? I agree. Yeah. I'm going to need more, probably. Sure, we can do that. That's, that's not a problem. I have a refrigerator. and I just keep looking at the things. box of ananas. Ananas? Ananas. <laughs> It's just ananas juice. <laughs> ananas juice. Living in Canada, it's fun reading things in French and making fun of it. Oh, it's my favorite thing ever. Just <laughs> French words. Pomplamousse. I actually love the term pomplamousse. I love it. It's, it's just so effervescent. We should stop calling it grapefruits then. We should just call everything pomplamousse. Yeah. I like this idea. Cool. I mean, we buy things here with grapefruit and it's pomplamousse all over it. So mm-hmm. pomplamousse this, pomplamousse that. Ooh, pomplamousse. I feel very fancy. Ooh la la. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. This is this is where we're starting today. This is just how it's going to be. Wow. Yeah. It's just down. <laughs> Downhill or uphill or us being on two sides of a mountain meeting at the apex. Ooh, I like that. You like that? I like that. I like that. Boom. This is Let's how we're going to do top. Meeting at the top. Am cool. I going to high five? Yeah. Oh, I smacked my microphone. Sorry. You said not to touch the microphone <laughs> after you hit recording. <laughs> I said not to touch the microphone in the middle of you saying things because then I oh. can't take the sound out. Okay. Yes. But, you know, in general, don't hit the microphone. Okay. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Well, um, I guess on that weird note, it's the proper place to start at Breakfast of Champions because, god damn, <laughs> that should be weird. Can I start off with saying how hard it was to find this movie? Yeah, you can. I, I, I'm actually not surprised. <laughs> and I was like, I will give you the DVD to watch. I know, but I wasn't, I wasn't home Friday night, mm-hmm. so I didn't want you to like leave it outside my apartment door. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have done that. Cause... No. Would you have met me at Beer Fest? Like, there's no way I would have gotten it's it. true. Yeah, no. I didn't leave my apartment Saturday. So, well, I did eventually, but you weren't around. No, I wasn't. My mom came back from a trip, and we had to spend time together. I mean, that makes sense. Yes, we went to Red Lobster. I'm jealous. I went to the Firkin. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I haven't been to Red Lobster in forever, so I was kind of like, I, I was literally craving. I'm like, I need seafood. Oh, see, I crave the keg. Oh, and I texted my mom the other day. She was like, she asked me to do something with her. And I was like, you know what's cheaper? The keg. What is cheaper than, like, what is more expensive than the keg besides like Michelin star restaurants? She said something cost $35 each. And oh, she sent me the, um, there's that Harry Potter train in oh. Durham region. Yes. And she asked if she had no idea about Harry Potter at all. But like, as you can, as you can tell by my Hufflepuff <laughs> A uh, blender bottle yes. full of protein. I, I'm a Harry Potter person. I mean, yeah. I also have a tattooed. Um, so she asked me if I wanted to do that with her. It was $35. And I was like, that sounds cool, but let's do the keg. <laughs> you could also do medieval times for that kind of money. 
Actually, no, it's more expensive, isn't it? No, but if you get a Groupon for it, it's about that price. Yeah, it's, it's about the same. Yeah. Yes. But I don't want to do that. I just what you can get a carnation from a knight. Maybe yeah. if I was pretty enough. Uh, look. Okay, <laughs> I've gotten a carnation. You can totally get a carnation. Oh, yeah. You're you gotta get a scream and you know have your uh, bosoms tight in like a corset and shake them for them. I don't have bosoms. That's what corsets are for. Hello. <laughs> get everything all packed up and tight and pushed up like that and just they jiggle <laughs> i'm sorry i'm doing a very oh, weird this like nothing to do with, <laughs> with breakfast of champions anyways um it's not on prime it's not on netflix yeah it's not on any free movie stri- streaming site i checked yeah um, Amazon, the DVD is $307. Sorry, $307? $307. There might have been one for like 44 bucks, but I only focused on the one that was $307. Oh my God. Why was it? Was it signed by like no. Bruce Willis or something? No. no, someone just knows that you can't find this movie. So they're selling their copy for $307 oh, shit. on Amazon. I'm selling my copy for that kind of money. Do it. Do it. I mean, are you going to watch it again? Fuck no. Yeah. Um, I eventually did find it on YouTube, uh-huh. of all places. Sweet. YouTube had it. Nice. Uh, so I watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, and like slightly hungover, slightly not, eating McDonald's. Yeah. So my question to you is, I mean, from the expression on your face and what you've said so far, what did you think about it? So my second point is no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what... Like, I know what happened in the movie. Okay. Um, I don't know how the old man relates to, to, is it Bruce Willis? It's Bruce Willis, right? Yes. For some reason, my brain wanted to say Kevin Costner. I'm like, that's not Kevin Costner. No. Um, I don't know how they relate to each other mm-hmm. or what any of it was. Mm-hmm. Like, what was the guy from prison? Like, what was his storyline? Yeah, see, the problem is, okay, so for people who don't know, Breakfast of Champions is actually based on a Kurt Vonnegut novel, which is also called Breakfast of Champions. And if you are any kind of a reader or person who's into American literature, um, I am a reader. Mm-hmm. So where are you going with this? I know you haven't, but you've read Kurt Vonnegut before. Maybe one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fine. That, okay. I'm not saying you have to read this Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, but I think I do need to read this. But you know of Kurt Vonnegut, yep. right? And the thing with Kurt Vonnegut's writing is that he writes like an old man sitting down his grandkids and he's just a good storyteller. But there's lots of tangents and going over here and extra tidbits of information and all this kind yeah. of stuff. The stories he tells are not technically linear and they just go literally all over the place. So what was the story? So the story of Breakfast of Champions is, as with the movie, there's this guy, Dwayne, I should know what his name is. Um, <laughs> Dwayne Hoover? Hooper? Hoover? Dwayne Hoover. Hoover. Dwayne Hoover, who is a, a rich guy who owns a car dealership, and he's going crazy. That's it. Yeah. Right? The other parts of the story... He's not going crazy. He is crazy from the start of the movie. Like, doesn't it start off with him with a gun in his mouth? It does. Yeah, so I I think he's crazy from the start. Yeah, he's crazy. He's lost it, whatever, from the start. And um, 
And that's really it. Like, it's really just about him. But the other side of the story is this guy, Kilgore Trout, who's an author, a really an unknown author whose works have been found by someone who invites him to an arts festival, right? And these two people's um, paths cross. And, like, it's all the people they interact with. Okay. That's pretty much what the story is. Now, the problem with the movie, I find, compared to the book, is that the movie is excessively manic. Like, it is just all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's why I had no idea what was actually going on with it, because each scene didn't seem to tell me anything. anything, And then it would just jump to something else. And I was just like, okay, but what happened... What happened there? Or and why did you show me this? Why are we here now? And like, what, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and then I think some of the times it was like, are some of these scenes like in his head? Is he imagining some of these happening, mm-hmm. or are they actually happening? Like the one, there was the one scene where like the guy took his suit off and he was wearing a dress. Was that actually happening? Was tell you any the, of this happening? Tell you the truth, I don't. Based on how the film is made. I have no idea. Like, I just really don't. Okay. Because, like, the movie is horribly, like, surprisingly, there's a lot of actually good actors in this movie. Oh, there's so many. I think that's one of my notes was that Owen Wilson was in it. Yeah, Owen Wilson shows up Owen Wilson just shows up in, like... Patton Oswalt, I think, was in it. Yeah. Um, And the guy who played Spawn. I mean, he's not a great actor, but he's fine. But there was also one of the females, not, um, not the mistress, not the wife, the waitress that brings him his martini and says, bre- says breakfast of champions with the oh, martini. Oh, her. Yes. yes. Um, she's in a ton of things. She's in a ton of stuff. And I actually looked her up and then I did not write down her name. <laughs> I'll look it up quickly. Um, yeah. There, there's just so many people in this movie. And you're just like, how did you get together and make this? Like, How did you read the script and be like, I want that role? Yeah. Because I... But maybe it was like, it's based on a Kurt Vonnegut novel. And they're like, I want it on that. Maybe. Maybe, you know. Because there's Um, what? Like, Albert Finney is an Oscar winner. Omar Epps is in this. Yeah. yeah. He's the black guy from jail. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, Michael Clark Duncan. Because the scene where he's actually in jail and the guy behind him telling him he's not going to make it. Yeah. Michael Clark Duncan. Like, what? You know? But that was super early in his like his actual movie career. I don't think he'd done much before that. That's why it was like a three second role. I don't. Scout Willis was in it too. Mm-hmm. She played a young girl. You know, at the end, I mean, it makes sense. Her dad. Where in. Albert Finney walks through the 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 window, the mirror or the leak. Yes. Like it's right at the very end of the movie. Okay. Right? And he's at, like, the dealership or whatever, telling him not to destroy things. Oh, yeah. And he passes by the mirror, and he, like, goes through the mirror. And there's a little girl in the mirror waiting for him, and he grabs a hand. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. That's her. That's her. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Great. Um, the waitress, I don't know what her name it was, so. But the pictures should be there. No. It's not there? There's some, but, like, none of them look like her. Wait, are you on the app or on the website? I'm on the website. Gotta be on the app. It looks better. I don't want to download the app. Hold on, hold on. I have it. I can I can do it. No. Um, Lucas Haas is Bunny, his yes. son. I didn't even realize that. Because he doesn't look like him. Yeah. 
This is one of the first movies he did when he was like older. You know what I mean? Like he didn't look like a little kid anymore. Oh, it was Nick Nolte. That's what I was. I was at work, and I was like, "But Nick Nolte is in it." My coworkers were all like, "We don't know who that is," and I'm like, "They don't know who Nick Nolte is." I explained Iron Man, and they were like, "Oh, okay. it is Iron Man, right? He's in Iron Man." No, isn't he the guy on the? Isn't he the bad guy in like the second one? Who is the that? bad guy in the second movie? Yeah. No. With all the. No, that's. <laughs> That is not Nick Nolte. <laughs> Sorry, Nick Nolte. <laughs> I'm not, like, for the life of me, I'm not going to remember that guy's name right now. Cool. Um. Oh, my God. He was in, he was in The Fighter. He's a known actor. He's one of those actors where you say both their names. Yes. Mickey, what? Rourke? Mickey Rourke. Yes, that's him. Do you have those movies? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nick Nolte was in... Movies like 48, was it him in 48 Hours? Oh, God, I'm going to say the wrong thing again, aren't I? Um, Which one's 48 Hours? It's the one with... Um, Is that the vampire one? No, that's the one with um, Eddie Murphy in the 80s. Oh, my God. He has so many acting credits. Did I see him in 48 Hours, right? Oh, God, I'm going to say the wrong thing. No, I was right. Okay. <laughs> 40 Hours, he's also in another 40 Hours. He was in Down Mountain, Beverly Hills. These are really old movies, actually. I should get something more modern. You might know what he is. Who he is. Well, yeah, I, he know, who he, I know who he is. I was, I was just wrong as to what he was in. And now my coworkers think that he's an Iron Man. <laughs> I don't think there's anything really wrong with that, but at the same time, he wasn't. I gave them false information. Um... <laughs> <laughs> all right oh my my notes okay yeah so i noted that owen wilson was in it because that threw me off mm -hmm. um and then literally i said so many characters that i know but seriously what is happening yeah no like the, the, that's my notes the movie <laughs> makes no sense and i know it's supposed to be because he's crazy and you're seeing it sort of from his point of view but also things should actually connect to each other but what yeah also why did they walk through the mud I don't know. Did they, like, go in the mud? Or, like, just through it? Because I closed my eyes at one point. I didn't, like, sleep. But I think I went, maybe I went to the kitchen to get water because I was like, this is not... Yeah. I'm not going to miss anything if I go to the kitchen. Nope. And then I miss something. Nope. Uh, yeah, they walked through it uh, instead of going around it. Okay, so that's what I thought happened. Yeah. And I didn't understand why they didn't just go around it because it didn't look that big. Yeah, well, and yeah, because, you know, cop cars from the town showed up on the other side, so they must have driven somewhere. And, yeah. You know, like. It wasn't know. a lake. It yeah. looked like a puddle. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Okay. You're, you're asking me questions that I don't have answers for. Okay. Yes. And I'm very frustrated by. <laughs> not having answers? It, not having answers and stuff, because I watched the movie, and I'm like, I read the book, and. I watched the movie, and I would think the movie would make sense, even though it's supposed to be confusing, but it still didn't. Is the book, is the movie loosely based off of the book? Um, so, or what, you're, what okay, you've read so, so far. So, full disclosure, I read the book before. I was trying to reread the book. Oh, I you read it? Okay. started rereading it yesterday, and I'm already at, like, chapter eight or whatever. Um, because it's that easy to read. Like, it's such an easy read. Okay, I'm going to get this with my Kobo next um, week. And I actually remember when I bought this book. So, 
here comes an anecdote. It's really exciting. <laughs> uh, so when I graduated from college, this was like 2003, my mom took me on a trip to England. I was, time, I was still in high school. I hate you. Shut up. <laughs> and at the time, I was working at a bookstore, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was asking my friends, I'm like, oh, I want something like light and easy that's not stupid, but just easy to read and interesting while I go on my trip. My yeah. friend recommended Vonnegut. And I had never picked up Vonnegut because I do judge books by their cover. I'm sorry. I really do. It just looked very Oh, serious. no, I do all the time. Yeah. It looked very serious. I'm like, I don't want serious. They're like, no, no, no. Read it. You'll love it. So this is the first Vonnegut book I read. And literally, I get on the plane. I read like one chapter and I was like, what? Then I was like, whatever. But then I got to England and this is weird. It was a year they had a heat wave in England. It was very peculiar. And because of jet lag and stuff, I was just like out of it. And so I literally spent one day in bed. Yeah. I read the whole book. Loved it. Loved it. Came back home. I had to track down the movie. I found out there was a movie. Because it's. Three hundred dollars on yeah, Amazon. This was like seventeen years ago. Oh, this which is like makes back, me feel old. This is why I miss Blockbuster, though. Because oh, you know how yeah. easy it would have been for me to find both of these movies if we had a Blockbuster. Oh, it's so easy because they just had everything. They have everything for no reason. Just had everything. They have one copy of everything, and mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, you only need one copy of everything, yeah. and especially with a movie like Breakfast of Champions, it's very unlikely that somebody else would have had it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I got back home, did a bunch of research. Sunrise Records in Bramley City Center. I remember this. They had to order it for me. It was seventeen ninety nine. I remember those days when you used to go to like Sunrise and you were like, I want this movie and they had to order it or yeah. like the C D they had to order everything for you. And it was but it was beautiful. Yeah. Loved it. It was seventeen dollars. Seventeen ninety nine. Even at that time that was a pretty hefty price for it. Yeah. But I was just like, no, it's going to be amazing. Like, it's got Bruce Willis, person that I love, it, based on a book that is amazing. It's going to be great. And then I watched it and I was like, what the shit is this garbage? So very disappointing. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, she took off Sorry. her shoe. <laughs> there's, there's something in my shoe. It's, is that like a tack? No, it's. It's, was that always part of your shoe and you just ripped it off? No, it's like a glitter thing. I think it's from your apartment. My apartment? I don't, don't have you do glitter? jewelry? Yeah, but there's nothing with glitter. What is it? That is not from my apartment. Sorry, it was, but I, th- I was like running my foot on your hardwood and I felt like an, it, there was a nail or something in it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a nail and so I was just doing whatever. It's okay. But I didn't think you were going to tell anybody. <laughs> I thought I could just like quietly deal with it by myself. We were talking about no, it's very distracting when you see somebody bend over and take off their shoe and look really confused. It's a thing. That's how I felt while watching this movie. Yeah. Right. Really confused. Uh, so yeah, I, and then I had never watched mm-hmm. a movie since. So rewatch. Sorry, this. what were your thoughts when you watched it the first time? I hated it. Okay, because it was crap. Right. Like, okay. It made no sense. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I watched it again and I'm like, oh yeah, this is crap. It makes no sense. Done. Then you were like, "Wow, I'm really glad Erica signed up for this one. Yeah, she's gonna love it. Awesome, it's great. <laughs> I love, I love the quotes on it. The the quotes on the back are, are awesome as well. That was by the Toronto Sun. Ugh, God, the quotes Ooh. on the back. Was it there that had quotes on it? It just no. says, "Oh, it's no. great, unruly fun. Yeah, That's great, unruly fun. That is a lie. L.A. Weekly. I don't remember the scene with the dog. The scene with the dog. There's a dog." Yeah, it was. It's literally the beginning when he leaves the house for the first time. The dog grabs his coat and he's trying to like pull away from it. That's it. I mean, like, I feel like I should probably watch it again, but 
Yeah, but here are some inaccuracies in the first couple of chapters of this book that I already saw, which are actually like very important aspects of the movie. So this movie takes place, quote unquote, in modern time, which was when the movie came out. 1999? Yes, I think. Yes, I want to say. 99, yes. Um, So they moved it up to, quote unquote, modern time. Fine. Second, it's a Pontiac dealer, Sorry, when did and the, he's a Cadillac dealer. When did the book? When was the book? In the seventies. Oh, in the seventies. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then in the movie, Dwayne has a wife who is pretty much just out of it and comatose or whatever, just around yeah. the house. In the book, he's a widower. She's she's dead. She killed herself drinking Drano. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and the dog in the movie hated him, and the dog in in the book loves him and they have converse hours long but conversations his, at night his wife in the movie has a part like she has she tries to give her rain boots to what the author was yeah his name? yeah uh, kilgore trout yeah and then doesn't she go back to him in the end well she just sits there waiting and then he comes through and then he's gonna walk through the thing yeah. And then she throws the boots at him and he puts them on there yeah. and he walks through to meet her. So, like, what happens if she wasn't actually in the movie? If she had died in the book, like, who would well, have given him the boots? I haven't made it to the end of the book again. Um, I don't remember. Oh, my God. I do plan on finishing the book, even though this podcast is over because... Oh, I'm, I'm going to re- I'm gonna read the it. book. Yes. I'm going to get the book. I think um, you'll really enjoy it. And read it. it. Okay. I think you'll enjoy it. Either um, that or I'm going to text you and be like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's any part of it. <laughs> great. It gets weird. Okay, great. <laughs> um, also, he has a black servant in the book, and a white lady is in the movie. Role appropriation. Mm. Can they just like hire actors and actresses to fill the roles that are how they're written in the book versus switching them? Apparently not. God, people suck. But there is a whole thing about slavery in the book as well. Oh, okay. So maybe that's why. Maybe they're just like, we're going to take all of that out. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're not actually going to make a point about like civil servants or, you know, indentured servants or just slaves in general. And we're just going to make it stupid. We're going to just, yeah, make yeah. her white and then it's fine. Yeah. They don't have to bring it up anymore. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah. Something like that. I, I guess. don't know. <laughs> and also one thing I like about the book is that they talk about more of the books that Kilgore Trout had written in the past and like what they were actually about and they're fantastic. They're they're just so weird. And I'm not going to read it cuz it's like 3 pages long the explanation. It's just too much. Yeah, cuz they only talked about one book he wrote in the movie and then um an article he wrote for a magazine. Yes, I think. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the the book they keep talking about is the one with the everybody in the world is robots except for one person who has free will or whatever yeah. and then um Dwayne hoover takes it to heart or whatever and that he's the only person with that's free will so, he thinks everybody else is robot and everybody else is over that's why at the end of the movie he's just like you're a fucking robot and you're a you're a stealing robot and you're a see i just robot. thought he was insane yeah no i that's... didn't realize that the two things i didn't realize that the two things were related because mm-hmm. the entire movie didn't make sense to me so i just thought they were two separate yeah plot lines in oh. a in a movie oh. i thought like one whole plot line was like the author trying to get to the the thing he was invited to mm-hmm. um where they loved and worshipped him and everybody hated him along the way mm-hmm. and then the other one was dwight's 
insanity mm-hmm. exploding. Yeah, and then the the whole point is the reason why these two storylines are being told is because they meet and then he explodes or whatever and right. it gets weirder. Right. I don't know. But all of that's literally the only thing I understood about the movie is that one part. <laughs> Everything okay. else was just what are you doing? What's the point? Like cuz because there's no actual, like, character development. There's no, no. real, like, plot well, like going the, on. The whole, the guy from prison, I mean, was even necessary to the movie because he starts, yeah, he starts, like, working at the dealership, I guess, but he doesn't do, do anything. anything. No, he doesn't. He he really doesn't do anything. Nobody, does, no, nobody. no secondary character in that movie does anything. No. Because even... What's the point of his son? I don't know. Yeah, because, like, Bunny's there. You're like, oh, he's playing his accordion or what is he playing? One of those. Piano. It wasn't a piano. It was the other one. Keyboard? Harpsichord. It's a piano-ish thing. You know what I'm talking about. It's got, like, two rows. Oh, an organ? Yeah, organ. There you go. Well, yeah, he was, I can't think of things. He was, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he's like an organ, and then he saw his dad with his mistress. And then he pointed it out. Yeah. But then, like, out of nowhere, this guy became super obsessed with him. And was like, And wanting to, to him give him, stuff. yeah, and then got him, put made him put on a sparkly jacket. Yeah. And then he went and played more music. Yeah. At the thing. And, and then, for some reason, at the end, he loved his father for no reason, even though he punched him in the face. Well, because everything was going to, everything exploded and, like, the world was going to end. So, like, he loved his, his family and got back together in the end. I don't even think you believe that is what you're saying right now. But that's what they showed. They all like hugged and loved each other again at the end because like the world was falling apart. But the world wasn't actually falling apart. They were just crazy. All of them seemed to be unhinged in some way. Yeah, but then their unhingedness brought them back together. Hmm. I don't know. Like I just, it just, they didn't even try to make proper connections of no i thought the entire time being like what is happening why are we doing this technically i knew what was happening but even i was just like i don't understand what's happening no no No, like like i put it on and i it ended it just ended and i was like oh Mm -hmm. okay cool we're done Mm -hmm. great on to the next movie but yeah yeah uh i don't like i don't know i'm gonna read the book (laughs) hopefully that helps but Yes. I would like to know, like, if you read it, I want to know what you think about the book compared to the movie. Okay, to tell you know. the truth, the main, from what I remember, the main, a lot of the main things are in it, but they're not, they don't make sense in the movie, how they're put together. No, so hopefully they make more sense how they're put together in the book. Yeah. Like, okay. so for example, um, so this isn't the first Kurt Vonnegut, like, book that was made into a movie. The first one was Slaughterhouse Five, which was done in the 70s I, I believe and so and it was also and Slaughterhouse Five is a very famous book that is world renowned well known had lots of um, like awards and all that kind of stuff it's taught in cl- history classes and yeah. literature classes and all that kind of stuff and people love it and it is an amazing heartfelt uh, like it doesn't make war look glorious and makes it look sad and what it does to people after war and all that kind of stuff, right? But there's also, like, um, I want to say it is a time travel element, but not really. Okay. Because it's, he's old, 
um, and he's kind of losing it and he's losing his place in time is what's what's happening. And it's such a well-written book and the story and the the lines they go together and it's so good. And then they made this movie in the 70s. Oh my God. So the they, garbage. So they just can't make any of his books into movies. I don't think so. Nobody knows how to take the book and make it a movie. Yeah. The way he writes them and the way they're they're put together, like I think it's just difficult. I mean, think of but a book. how? Just take the scenes from here and film them and put them in I'm that gonna order. tell you this right now. Read this book and tell me how you're gonna make that movie. Okay. I have to finish reading um playing dead. Um Ooh, what's that? uh it's about how you can like um fake your own death. And, like, this girl, like, goes through the process of doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very good, so I have to finish that first. And then I'll read this. So it might be a couple weeks. But I'm not going to also fake my death, FYI, to Tracy's listeners. I'm just very interested. I might. I know. I want to run away. Next time it'll be off my shelf with Shaquan Winate. I made that name up on the spot, and I don't know why. That is your new bar name when somebody asks your name and you don't want to tell them. Yeah. That's your new name. I'm going to forget what it is in like three minutes. It's fine. I've already forgotten. (laughs) Anate? Is that your last name? Apparently. Shaquan Shaquan Anate? Yeah, Shaquan Anate? Yeah, let's go with that. It's fine. We're going to make it happen. (laughs) Yes. Um, but I do recommend you read some Kurt Vonnegut books, and you will, will. definitely see why it would be difficult. I'm gonna write that down. To uh, make his books into movies, I'm gonna add that add that to I've my read, like, things right here. I've read a lot read of his books. Now that I think about book it, book version. There's a dog barking in your hallway. Yeah, there's lots of dogs on my floor, and they're all lovely. Even though there's kind of like um. A tiff going on between the lady who's at the end and the guy who's over there because his stupid, um, as she put it, his stupid little yapper bit her dog and then the building didn't do anything about it. Wow. On my floor, the old lady down the hall is, I think, dating the old man down the hall. Ooh. Like they're not down the hall. Like she's closer to the elevators and he's like at the end of the hall. Mm -hmm. But I've seen him come out of his apartment and knock on hers and go into his her apartment. Yeah. And I've seen her come out of his apartment in the morning. Oh, scandal. So that's the drama on my floor. I love it. It's amazing. Also, you know there's a character in the movie called Mr. Rosewater? He's the rich guy who writes him the letter and who's bald and weird when he shows up. Kilgore nope. Trout. No? No. Nope. Anyways, there's a book written about him, too, that's pretty good. There's a book written about him? Yeah, he's a character. Yeah. So oh, so this is like the Christopher Moore's books where like the characters overlap. Sometimes, but not like a lot. Like it's not like a ton of them, but there's a couple of them. Okay. But I've read what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've read at least eight of his books. That's quite a few. Yeah, that's, and this was your first one? That was my first one. Okay. Yeah. I totally recommend. Also, Hocus Pocus is the other one I recommend. Is that like the movie? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Not at all. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for asking a um, normal question. How do I explain this in not an offensive way? Um, oh, wow. It's like, if I, it's one of those books that if you explain it to people, people think you're a crazy person and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. But then you read it, you're just like, oh my God, this is wonderful. Okay. It, so 
it's about the future and this guy becomes president um and he was adopted but always so very lonely as a child so he enacts this thing where everybody gets an animal and a number added to their name so people can find quote-unquote families so okay. if you're like squirrel 45 you could be with a 45 group or a squirrel group you can find a family whatever but also in this future um asians far east asians i think it's the japanese actually in the book um have genetically um advanced so much that they're a disease because they've shrunk into the size of particles that get into people's lungs and kill people so there's also there's also that part of it. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. It, it it goes like you'd think these two things don't go together at all, but then they do. But then okay. Yes. So I would recommend reading Hocus Pocus as well. All right. Yes. Okay. Cool. There's quite a few. I like the fact that we're talking more about. Well, I'm talking more about the book than the movie because there really isn't that much to say about the movie. Then there. I mean, I I got nothing else on this movie. Um. What What do I have? Oh, I have I have written here. This is like a really bad art school film. That's one of my notes. It's worse than that. Um, the whole scene in the motel is so bad. What is even really going on? The sex scene. Yeah, because it's after the sex, and then they're watching like the infomercials on TV, and then she gets mad at him or something, and then something they start yelling, and then they start making out, and then they start yelling again. Yeah, and then something I don't I don't know what's going on. Like, it, it just made... She had a lot of emotions. I, I guess? I don't... Like, it just... It was just all over the place. Um, and... Oh, so that's right after that. Oh, my God. Owen Wilson. Because he was on the infomercial yeah. on the TV. Um, oh. It wasn't what? an infomercial. It was a talk show. Was it a talk show? It was a talk show. And I think the other person on the talk show was the author, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was somebody oh. else. Okay. I think it was somebody talking about Kilgore Trout yeah. coming to the arts festival. Yeah. That's what it was. Okay. Yes. Um, oh, one thing I noticed about the movie as well, I don't I, I don't know why, um, but half the movie was literally shot on an angle. Like, they literally tilted the camera on an ankle and filmed it, and it was very annoying to me. I did not notice that. Um, but also, I was watching a YouTube version of it that was very poor quality maybe they they uh, corrected it maybe <laughs> the guy was like no screw this we're fixing this um yeah so if you want to watch it find it on youtube yeah okay yeah let's stop talking about it because okay, i cool. do like i really don't have anything else to say and it's, it's hurting my feelings and it makes me upset the whole thing really upset me it, like <laughs> it's i think i watched it um i texted you when i was watching it but i think i watched it at like one or two in the afternoon uh, you also said you had to watch it again and i almost wrote back no no i didn't I, was like, <laughs> I didn't watch it i was well because i was like i have to watch this again because i didn't i had no idea what was going on and mm -hmm. i was like okay maybe you just need to like watch it again to like understand what's happening and then instead i went out for dinner in the movies and then um this morning watched netflix instead and didn't watch it again i think that was a good plan great i think you did the right thing great. i really do think you do um but also if anybody great. wants to buy my copy for 500 and whatever dollars 308 um, no, no 306 you gotta be mine's less gonna, than that. No, no, mine's gonna be higher than that no it's gonna okay, put on put on ebay don't put it on amazon okay and uh starting sell price at like 502 make this work i'm working my while can i get like a some cutback from this i mean i'll give you 10 percent I'll take it. <laughs> so now we're on to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy! Woo! 
Um, so one thing that I have realized in a lot of people is that, like, you are not the first person to be like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, there's a movie? Um, you were not the only person to do that to me. I didn't do that. Didn't you do that to me? No. Somebody else? Uh, Somebody else. I've known about this movie since it came out. My sister and I both owned our own VHS copies of it. Um, unfortunately, they're in storage somewhere and neither of us have VHS players. Mm -hmm. My mom probably has one. Um, no, I've, I've seen this movie a lot when okay, I was well, little. Well, I'm sorry. So let me just put it this way. Several people that I know <laughs> were like, there's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie? There you go. Yeah. I corrected it. I think a lot of people asked me about it too. Cause yeah. I put in the group chat at work. I was like, does anybody own this? And a lot of them were like, what? And I was like, don't worry about it. I'll find it. <laughs> I mean, well, without this movie, there would not have been the TV show. No. That is true. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that this exists. They just think it was the TV show. Yeah, a lot of people it. don't know that something came before the TV show. A lot of people were just like, oh, cool. Wasn't there comic books? Or were the comic books made off the TV show? Yes, and after the TV show. Was yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was... No, a lot of people, I think, just think the TV show was created and there was no... Nothing happened beforehand. Somebody was just like, oh, this would be a great TV show. And then they made it. No. There's a whole movie from... It says 2001. No. Yeah, it says 1992. Oh, your DVD was made in 2001 then? Probably. Or yeah. maybe it's oh, like the yeah, extras. Oh, yeah, sorry, they're 1992. Yeah. I was looking down here. Yeah. I think it's the extras that were put together or whatever, 19, 2000 and whatever for One. the DVD. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I love this movie mm -hmm. so much. <laughs> like, love this movie. <laughs> Um, it is a great film. There's mm -hmm. a lot of great people in it yes. that are famous now. Mm -hmm. Um, my one that I don't know if you noticed, did you notice Ben Affleck is in it? Yes, I did. He's a basketball player. He's a basketball player. He's not in the credits. Did you just <laughs> well, he hands off the ball. <laughs> yeah. No, he was, uh, yeah, he was uncredited. Yeah. 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 Like he turned, like, I was like, he turns around. I'm like, Ben Affleck. Yeah, I, did, I did it too. <laughs> That was how I reacted to Owen Wilson in the other one as well. Uh, also, Ben Affleck has uh, five exclamation marks in my notes. <laughs> Mine um, has a question mark. Because <laughs> I was, I didn't trust myself after watching the other movie. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, am I sure that's who that is? Am I, I don't sure know. that is? Um, and the, basket, the vampire basketball player dude was uh, from Days and Confused. The one that Ben Affleck hands the... He was in Days and Confused. He's, oh he's... my god, he is in Days and Confused. <laughs> yes, I got one that you didn't know. Oh, I didn't... Because re... I was looking at him like he looks familiar, but I was like, oh, I, I've probably just watched this movie yeah. too many times. Yeah. No, he's I Days totally and Confused. I totally can picture him in Days and Confused now. Yes. Okay, yes. that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Stop hitting your mic. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hit it with my boob this time. Yeah, you time. did. <laughs> um, yeah. There's so many people in this movie. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, what is surprising, I'm going to bring it down a notch for a second. Yeah. Is I didn't real. I don't know why I never put this together, um, but I get to talk about Rutger Hauer again. Because last episode talked about um, Blade Runner, and he's the bad guy in Blade Runner. Yeah. Quote, unquote, bad guy. I Which mean, it depends. Sorry? Who is he in this? He's the evil vampire dude. Like, the evil, evil vampire dude? Or yes. just, like, the somewhat evil vampire dude that does all the work? No, that's um, Paul Rubens. Yes. Okay. Judy Herman. Yes. yes. Uh, no, he's like the super dude in like the Kate that comes after her and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's the one where um, in my notes it says the kitten. 
Because yes. he says he's going to go have a snack. Um, I say, oh, a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> I had the kitten exclamation mark. Because <laughs> I was so upset about it. I was like, no. It's like, I'm just going to go for a little snack over here and like picks up the kitten. And I'm like, no. I thought it was both hilarious and very sad at the same yeah. time. Hence the, oh, kitten. Yeah. That's, you know. And I actually think I audibly said it while I was sitting in my apartment by myself watching the movie. I mean, I did too. And then I wrote it down on my phone. <laughs> I wrote it in my notes. See, we, we think alike. This is how this works. Yeah. All our notes are the same. <laughs> uh, but it was a bit like he plays a good bad guy he does Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry that he is gone Mm -hmm. uh, because we found out he died last week or whatever um or whatever that seems really rude (laughs) or whatever Uh, you don't even have like the actual day it was just like no because the article on his death came out on the 24th okay but in the article they said he died on the 19th so it took five days for the information to come out but that could have been like a family thing or whatever not wanting Yeah, but that's not usually how it happens in like the world finds out like immediately mm. but i mean he was an old guy who hadn't well no he'd been doing a lot of voice work on stuff for a while so maybe oh, he had so been people didn't really see him for a while yeah, yeah. so and then i saw the article and i was like oh and then i realized the 19th was the day we were talking with my last guest about blade runner and he died that day oh and then now i get to say we were sorry to see you go, Rutger Hauer. Was that before you saw me? What? Well, last, I saw you last weekend, right? And you forgot to... Yeah, so that was the day before. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, yeah. That's... Yeah. Which That's all like, I wanted to say, really. The whole podcast is done now. <laughs> where do, do you, we go from there? Where do you go from that? Well, maybe we're lucky he's a vampire and he'll come back from the dead. Yeah, no, I'm good. I don't want any <laughs> vampires in my life. Well, it depends what type of vampire you want. Because there's the sparkly ones. There's the really ugly ones. There's just, like, no happy vampires. Like, their entire life is like, I gotta kill. I gotta eat. Well, we have to kill and eat as well. But we find joy in things. Yeah, but I don't do it. I don't go out and kill the thing. So I just buy it from the store. So if we had, like, a vampire grocery store that just had, was just a freezer that had different types of blood. are you vegan now? What? It sounds like it's becoming a whole thing about being vegan. It's not becoming. I'm seeing a vampire grocery store where they don't go out and kill the people. Somebody kills the people for them, and then they just go shopping at the grocery store for the blood. It's very vegan esque. Is it? Yeah, because it's how we go to their grocery store because somebody else kills the animals for us. So if a vampire store is going to be somebody goes and kills the animal but human mm-hmm. for them, it's the same yeah, thing. But that's not being a vegan. It's still blood. No, 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 not them being vegan. It's the whole, like, we should be vegan because we're paying someone to kill our animals for us. Oh, that's true. I keep, I tell people all the time, I would become vegan if the apocalypse happened. I can't kill animals. That's, I mean, I have a hard time handling raw meat, but I still eat it. I would just eat fish because I can fish. Yeah, but you gotta do the gutting and the scaling and the gut on your fingers get in the ew, the viscera. I'm quite okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll be friends in the apocalypse then. So. Oh, because I'm I'm doing all the dirty work. Yeah. You're getting the fish. But all I right. will create some delicious meals for you. Can you like marinate? Will you like make the marinated? Oh yes, I'll go uh, go some do some foraging for you. Get some berries. And- 
get some berries, you know, get some olives and get some olive oil together and just do like a like rub down on it and get some salt and it's, oh, it'll be, oh, it'll All right. be beautiful. That Don't sounds worry. good. Yeah. Wait, but what, how, how's your running ability? Oh, like, am I, I going to, am I, I going to lose you to like the first pack of zombies? I will trip you. Um, oh, you're going to see. It's just so I can get ahead a little bit. I know you're a fast runner, so I can get ahead a little bit and then you can catch up. It'll be fine. Okay. It'll be fine. Okay. We'll make it work. All right, cool. <laughs> I'll be standing as they like devour you. Like, Tracy, you bitch. And I'll be like, Erica, no. And I gotta go. And you're like, and now I'm vegan. <laughs> Till I find another group that catches fish. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm selling people out hard. And the apocalypse. Okay, so I got a couple notes here. Okay. Um, did you notice that their mascot was a pig? I did. Um, that was pretty creepy. Was it? When the pig came out and started dancing, like the pig costume was pretty creepy. Oh creepy. yes. Okay. Yes, I will agree with you on that. Yes. Yeah. Um. Also, in their kitchen, when she's heating something up in the microwave, there's a microwave on top of a Why microwave. Why do they have two microwaves? <laughs> what the hell? Why is there a microwave <laughs> on a microwave? That's how you know they're rich people. They had two microwaves in the early but 90s. Do they use them at the same time? That's this is the real question. Like, like, was dinner warming up and popcorn at the same yeah. time? Was there a baked potato in one? Was it one of those? There's like a pizza pop in one and a pizza pocket in the other. Mm. Sorry, I made a noise. Um, you made an excited noise. <laughs> right? That's what I was yeah. trying to get out. I, yeah. That really threw me off. I, didn't, I really didn't understand it. Like, I don't, I don't know if, like, did they, they think that was, like, a cool thing to put in there or whatever? Like, so you think somebody did that on purpose? I figured they may just, like, have been filming in someone's kitchen. Yeah, but also, but why would there have been two microwaves in the first place? Because they were filming in some rich person's kitchen? I don't know. But you're still not answering the question whether they did it on purpose or whether they thought they were just in a rich person's kitchen. Whoever was putting together the set was like, we gotta have two microwaves. Or this rich person was like, we gotta have two microwaves. Why? Okay, so here's what you have to do. You have to find out who the set decorator, is that what their job is? Yes. Uh, was for this movie and then can we tweet them <laughs> and ask them um, about it uh, maybe we can no not the TV series let's see full cast and crew Set decoration was done by Claire Genora Bowen. Well, Claire, why was there two microwaves, Claire? This is what I need. This is an important question. Does like, she, it is thoroughly does, an important question. Does she question. have Twitter? I don't know. See, set decoration. I don't think they have, like, their Twitter information. No, but is she doing stuff still? The last thing she did was 1998 as a set decorator. As a set decorator. Production designer. Last thing was 2000. Just one night. Ooh. And then she was in the art department. Oh, that was even earlier. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know. Okay. So, you need to put her name in Google and then write the word Twitter after. <laughs> Do I have to? Or you can just text me it and I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll tweet her. <laughs> but if you tweet her from your podcast, I think that's probably better. Claire Bowen 3, Twitter. No, that's E-N. Hmm. That doesn't seem right. 
Let me take out her middle name one sec. Uh, delete. Say that one right there. The Is this one? one? Second one? Time. There's like no information. Oh. Mm. All right, so we're we're gonna see if we, what we can find. But um, Claire Bowen, if you want to uh, tweet me and let us know why there were two microwaves, would be awesome. At oh my shelf, or really awesome. anybody that was in this movie. Yes, anybody in the movie would be. I awesome. mean, Buffy uses the microwave, so she does, and she gets the popcorn out. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves some good popcorn. Ooh, she worked with Wesley Snipes on no, yeah, Wesley Snipes and Robert Deere on the fan. Um, what? The fan? Mm-hmm. It's the one where Wesley Snipes is like a baseball player, I want to say, and De Niro's obsessed with him, and it's weird. Cool. Yeah. Information. Um, did you also notice that she was cleaning her ears in the change room while Donald Sutherland's character um, was like talking to her? I did not. You did not notice that? So she was supposed to meet him after school, and instead she went to cheerleader practice. Yeah. And then he surprises her in the change room. What I thought was really funny about that scene is that, like, she was still completely clothed, but she was, like, covering herself behind the door. Yeah. She was still like, this is a naked place. (laughs) She's got, like, three layers on top and still has pants on. Yeah. She literally just, like, just walked in to get ready to get changed. Yeah. And then he threw a knife at her head, so, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but before he did that, she was cleaning her ears with a Q-tip mm-hmm. <laughs> while explaining why she didn't meet him. Yeah, the look, on your, the look on your face is how I felt while it was happening. I kind of wish I didn't know that. No. Nope. Because now, if I ever watch this movie again, that's all I'm going to see. So, thanks for that. You're welcome. And same to anyone else that watches it. Yep. Awesome. She just, like, pulls the Q-tip up and starts going for it. Oh, did you notice Ricky Lake? I did not notice Ricky Lake. Mm-hmm. You know when um, they go to the bar after and like they're sitting here and the two guys are sitting there and they're talking about like what can I get with this change? Yeah. A hot dog and like a coffee with nothing in it? Yeah. The waitress is Ricky Lake. Oh, I did not notice that. Totally noticed that. Oh. And you say like the two guys behind them like they're not important characters in this movie at all. <laughs> they were totally important movies. <laughs> what it was Pike and what was David Arquette's name? character name benny benny pike and benny oh yeah see that's uh david the yeah. um yeah david arquette it took me a second to realize it was hillary swank for a second i thought it was jennifer gardner i don't you're i killed me you're <laughs> killing me but yes i get it do you get it i do get it yeah like at first i was just like oh is that and i was like no that's not <laughs> who is that i don't have anything what else do i have on here Oh, who's Candy Clark? Because at the end, the before the credits even roll, it's like, Candy Clark is Buffy's mom. And I was like, is that... She's the lady who played her mom. But it was is she, like, important or something? Like, why did she show up before even who played Buffy showed up? Well, they should... Wait, oh, yeah. Wait. Like, it's the very first thing that start rolls in the credits is Candy Clark as Buffy's mom. But don't they show, like, people's names in the opening credits? Yeah, but that's in the opening credits. No, and that's, the- no that's fine. That's allowed. And then in the ending, like the end credits, like when mm-hmm. the movie end, ended. It's the first thing that comes up. Yeah. Yeah. But why? And mm-hmm. then it says cast and shows everybody else. No idea. So I was like, is she someone special? Well, sometimes it has to do with people's like contracts and stuff. This is what I've learned oh. recently. Um, that the order of people listed, whether they're an opening, end credits, if they come before certain people and whatever, totally has to do with people's contracts and how bitchy people can be. So... Maybe she just bitched about it or 
Maybe she was the She only- had one line in the entire movie. She had like three. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Did she? Yeah, and they were all like like horrible. Because there's the part the part where she they're going on like their weekend vacation or whatever. Yeah, and, and Buffy's like hanging out with the two microwaves. Yeah. And yeah, she has like three lines there. Oh, okay. And then there's another part where she comes home and they're like, Buffy, where have you been? Now we're gonna be late for dinner. There, there's that line as oh. well. And then there's a scene where she was like in the background and like turns around or something. That was it. And then she got pre-credits. Yes. At the end. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. I've got no idea. If anybody wants to tweet us why again, that would be awesome. Sweet. (laughs) Oh my God. I love this movie though. I love this Buffy movie. Um, It was, I have to admit, like I have not watched it in a little while for sure. And I just remember it being less, disjointed okay like it makes no like the movie actually makes more sense way more sense than breakfast of champions it does i am not saying no right but it is a lot choppier than i thought it was before um but that doesn't mean i don't like it because i'm sorry paul rubens is that dude and whatever amazing oh my god his death scene <laughs> like stands up he's like oh, oh, oh. and then he's on the ground so oh, oh, oh. or the the line um vampires can do anything you can do or whatever and he's like clap thought that was great sorry ruined the, i really butchered that line i apologize i think he was like i can do anything you can do and she said clap yes. and he can't he can't no um, I actually think I wrote down one of his lines. You ruined my jacket. Kill him a lot. I really liked that one. I laughed a little too hard at that. It was so <laughs> stupid. Like, it was so stupid. The entire thing was great. He was in charge of the army of vampires. I know, but it was so dumb. And it was so good. <laughs> and I actually think this was the first movie I ever saw Paul Rubens not as Pee Wee Herman. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure I've seen something before. That, like, earlier than this? You know, I gotta look it up. Okay. Um, I know I've definitely seen stuff after. That's fine, but... Well, apparently he was in Batman Returns. That was the same year. As the Penguin's father, yeah. Wow, you knew that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I already talked about Batman. Oh, he was in <laughs> Dustin Checks In. What the hell is that? And, oh, that was after. That's from 96. Wait, what time? When was Buffy? 92, yeah. Um... It's about this kid that, like, gets this monkey. <laughs> it's about this kid that gets this monkey. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. It's great. Yeah, he did quite a bit of stuff before. He did quite a bit of things, and I'm pretty sure I've seen most of these. Wait, he was in the Blues Brothers? Yeah, that I, later, I, I, I went through it because I, didn't, I skipped over it because I didn't understand who he was in Blues Brothers. Just this waiter, so it was probably oh. like a walk on very small scenes. He was in a Cheech and Chong movie as Pee Wee Herman and as a desk clerk. I don't know. <laughs> he had two roles in that movie. Prey TV. Ooh, I feel like I want to see this movie. Why? I, cl- I clicked on it. What is it? A failing television station is brought out by a slick TV evangelist and starts making mountains of money in the guise of religious programming, but which is actually just an excuse to sell merchandise. Oh, see, my my um, synopsis is, in a last-ditch attempt to save low-wattage California 
Southern California TV station. The management brings in Slezzy Husker, to who turns it into K-God, the country's first exclusively religious-themed TV station. Huh. Is Louis he's, Arquette? He's in a movie called Nice Dreams, where his character is Howie Hamburger Dude. Oh, Louis Arquette was on the Waltons. Oh, it is David's dad. Okay, that's what I was checking. What? In the movie, not Buffy, mm-hmm. the one we were looking at, uh, Louis Arquette is in it. He was on the Waltons for a while, um, but he's David Arquette's dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Just a little uh, six degrees of movies. That's, isn't that like one degree? It's like two. No, well, because I mean, even David Arquette's in that movie, and that's his father. That's one David movie. Arquette's in... Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No, no, no. But it's... What is the movie that we were just talking about? Prey TV? Prey TV is one step to Buffy. Because the dad and then the son. So it's not... Yeah, so it's one. That's what I said. For some reason, I was like, it's two. Because it's two people. It's two people. You're wrong. Uh, You're not, but, you know, I am. Okay. Hmm. Also, Thomas Jane's in this movie. Yeah. Okay. I saw that. Who? Who is he, he in this movie? So it took me a while to figure out. But so you know when Pike is leaving town and he's at a mechanic and the mechanic is trying to talk him out of leaving, like why are you going? Blah blah blah. Yeah. That's Thomas Jane. He oh just looks so young. Oh my god! I'm gonna have to watch it again. Yeah. He's so young. I think I have like it for thirty days. He's almost kind of like unrecognizable. Yeah. Um, because of how young he is and like the weird scruffy face going on or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's the mechanic dude. Cause in the credits he like the mechanic has a name, but I don't remember them saying the mechanic's name at any point in time. Unless maybe it's like on his like He's on his like his overalls, yeah. his coveralls. I, I only saw it because I went to go double check that I was right about Ben Affleck. Mm. And then I saw it said Thomas Jane, and I was like, what? Huh? Is he a vampire? And I can't tell it because he's a vampire? But then why would you? What? Yeah, I don't know. And I loved how um, I loved how they were trying to figure out like who to invite to the seniors dance. Mm-hmm. And the girls were like, do we have to invite all the seniors? And Buffy was like, yeah, it's a seniors dance. And then the vampires, like, immediately come into the gym. And she's like, they can't come in here. They weren't invited. And one of the girls was like, they're seniors. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Bobby, you screwed yourself from the start on this one. I do love it. It's it's so good. Um, I also like the... um, the fact that at the dance, it's like the worst music and the worst dancing at the same time. And you're just like, the music's bad. You can at least try to pretend no. to look good. No. No? Um, I, the dance part, I liked how his leather jacket made her even better at slaying vampires. Yeah. Well, because that's how cool kids do it. <laughs> also, she, he had to rip off the bottom part for her to be a better vampire slayer. Well. Yeah. Her dress needed to be shorter. Shorter, yes. And, and then, then she needed a leather jacket. She just kind of looked like um, like Madonna or something. It was all like lace and stuff. Yeah. You know, but bad, but good at the same time. You know what I mean? I'm ta- I'm sorry. She looks good with her hair up. It was it was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, I hated her boyfriend for immediately ditching her for her friend and then also hated her friend for going that's, to the dance with her boyfriend. That's about right. Yeah. No, I get it. It was literally like six hours. Yeah. 
Like it was, it was that afternoon. But like they didn't even break up because she was Buffy didn't know that they were done because Buffy was waiting she for the left limo. A message. Oh right, on her answering Sorry. machine. Sorry, she didn't listen to the message. She just got ready for the dance and came to the dance because she's like, I'm going with my boyfriend. Obviously, but he didn't show up with the limo. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was like, is he is he okay? Yeah, he just took someone else. Buffy. Yeah, because people. Apparently, it's okay to throw dances when people in your city just are going missing randomly and stuff. But, you know, it's fine. Well, one of the girls, they actually, like, said she had died. So, like, the whole school knew that she died. Yeah, it was one of their friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, with the yellow jacket. Mm-hmm. She had the yellow leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they still continued with the dance and everything. Yeah, because they were more upset about the yellow, because she had borrowed the yellow jacket. Yep. Then she went missing, and they're like, you didn't get your yellow jacket? She's like, I know. And so it was a it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. And they're like Buffy, you didn't get it back from her. You know, I didn't know she was gonna die. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I need that jacket before you die, okay? But I like the fact that the first like twenty minutes of the movie is clueless, like the movie clueless. Yeah, they're going to the mall. They gotta look good. They're complaining about school. Blah blah blah. Yeah. The only difference is, is that in clueless, Cher and her friend are I think Dion and Dion. They're actually like the smart kids, quote unquote, but they just look cool. Too. Yeah. Um, whereas in this, they're stupid and they just want to look good. Because they're like, she was, they were going on the escalator and she was like, I can't believe I got a C in that. He's such a loser for a teacher. And then the other girl's like, I can't believe I copied off of you if you only got a C. <laughs> I'm like, oh. And then where were they talking about? Oh, um, like, why do I even care about El Salvador? Who's going to Spain anyways? And yeah. Like, oh my God, you're killing me. They're so smart. <laughs> They're so smart. Oh, God. I don't know. My question is, how did Donald Sutherland get, like, dragged into doing this movie? Like, he's like a... Was he know, in a lot before this movie? Donald Sutherland? I know who Donald Sutherland is, but, like, that's my only question is, like, why would he have been in this movie if he had already had a name for himself? He would have had a name for himself already. Then why He'd was he in... Since the 70s then why was he in buffy this this is the question that i'm asking it's a high-spirited romantic comedy mm-hmm. why is donald Sutherland? so there is a his name's not even listed first i know it's christy swanson they were so trying to make her a thing for a long time and it just didn't work out i was gonna say i don't know her from anything do i uh she was in the only thing i ever remember her else being in is um ferris Bueller's day off and it's like yeah. three seconds she's the sister right no Oh, no, Jennifer Grey is the sister. I'm sorry. I Jennifer- offended <laughs> Tracy. I was going to call you Trey Trey, and then I forgot what your fake name was. And I'm Tracy. Thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, she was the the girl in the class, you know, where um, he's taking attendance. And he's like, Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. The girl puts her hand up and she's like, I heard from this person that this person that blah, 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 blah. That's Christy Swanson. So she did not become a thing. <laughs> she did not. Be, obviously did not become a thing. No. Um, Looking at the little insert thingy. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about how creepy the scene was where she tied the red bow in her hair and then lay down on the vampire's chest? Yes. And wasn't he, like, stroking her hair or something? Yes. That scene made me very uncomfortable. And Maybe. I was like, I don't understand why she's tying a red bow in her hair, but I have a feeling like it was one of those, like, self, 
subconscious things and it's a gift he left for her yeah or she got it somewhere tied in her hair and then that was the connection because as soon as she woke up she was like what the hell and then took it out of her head and like stared at it or whatever yeah because i was wondering if um i missed it in the girl that was the vampire slayer before the, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie if she had like a red bow or something but i don't i don't think so i don't think so so then yeah she just like ties this in her hair and i was like i was gonna text you i was like why would you tie a bow in your hair while you're going to sleep like that doesn't make sense it's not like keeping your hair in a perfect spot or anything and then she just like laid down on him and i was like how uncomfortable would it have been to film that scene i know right and also pretend like he's she's not lying on a person but just on a pillow yeah because she like turns over or something at some point well she lies down like she lies down with like her back on him and then he hands her the teddy bear and then she turns over so that she's on her side Mm -hmm. on his chest and i was just i was very uncomfortable so i don't I don't I imagine how she felt while doing it. it. Yeah, I remember thinking that's a really tiny teddy bear. <laughs> Is it? I thought it was. It was very small. I thought it was small. Not really. It's like a good size of her arm. Okay. Like how big is your teddy bear? I don't know. He's like a decent size. He was one of his. His name is Zeddy, and he was one of those bears that you got at. Um, Zellers back in the day. Oh, he was a Zellers bear. Yeah. Okay. And he came with like the t-shirt that said Zeddy across it and Zeddy was in his palm and whatever. It's great. Okay. Got that thing when I was eight. Oh, I got a dog, a stuffed dog that was like my teddy bear kind of. It was mm-hmm. a dog when I was like two. His name was Ralphie. <laughs> Nobody knows where I got that name from. Just pulled it out of nowhere. Did you watch like a Christmas story? I was two. Ralphie was great. No, I wouldn't have seen a Christmas story at two. That is true. Did you know anybody named Ralphie? No. No family members? No family members. No kids at daycare. My mom has no idea. My sister's teddy bear's name was Lena. Same thing. No idea. Maybe it was just a sound you made at some point in time. You're like, I like it. (laughs) Mumbling things. This is now his name. And my mom's like, okay. Sticking to it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's weird. Kids come up with weird things. Like, they're just creepy sometimes. Kids are very creepy. Yeah. I read a couple of those articles about, like, what's the creepiest thing kids have ever said to you? And, like, you read some of the stuff, like, the parents post. But, like, one night, you know, my I was sleeping and my kid came straight up in my face and was like, oh, that's how you're going to look like when you're dead. And walked away. And they're like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. What? <laughs> I would, I personally, I would lose it. I'd be like, I don't, what, what is going on? And be like, and we're finding you a child psychologist tomorrow mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. Nope, screw that. We're finding you tonight. it's very normal for your kid to say really weird things. Yeah, because their brains are like, their brains function on a completely different level than an adult's brain does. Yes. And like their imagination is insane and it's like through the roof. Mm-hmm. So what, what they're thinking and what they're imagining and what they're seeing isn't something that we as adults can now comprehend. And also, they don't have the ability to actually, like, uh, filter outwardly, like, explain what they're experiencing and stuff. So that's why you get kids just seeming like they're rambling when they're, they actually have something very specific to yeah. say and they can't say it. Because they can't say it. They don't yeah. have the words or the thoughts mm-hmm. to say it properly. The vocabulary, the understanding. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's peculiar, I'll tell you. Um, so on that note... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> also I, I one thing i wanted to say about like i, I looked at the, the insert and they showed them in their cheerleader outfits 
Yeah. And I was like, those are really weird cheerleader outfits. And those skirts are not skirts. They're, they're shorts. shorts. I noticed that when they were filmed, when like the first scene of them doing it. And I was like, mm-hmm. are those shorts? <laughs> And then I just, I was, that was it. I was done. I didn't want to think about it. But I didn't understand, like, the full spandex under the shirt and the shorts. I, I feel like it was just a way to um, not focus on that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, don't focus on the cheerleaders because that's not, that's not the point of the film. I think it was the point of the film, though. The cheerleaders? Yeah, it's the fact that she was a ditzy cheerleader and now she can kick ass. So be a stupid ditzy cheerleader and then kick ass. What? I don't know. I fear they were just like trying to cover them up more so they weren't so like sexualized. I guess maybe. I don't know. I mean, it but was like, but in their pra- like at their practice, they're wearing like um, just sports oh, bras yeah. and mid and little short shorts. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I wear at the gym. Yeah, because you're gonna get all sweaty and hot. <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> why did you say it that way? <laughs> now I'm uncomfortable. You're just like, can I? Can I go now? So I'm just gonna go. That was great, guys. See you later. Hey. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they were. That was their outfits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was. Oh, there's the dogs barking again. Yeah, I think it's that same that apartment over there. They've got like three little no shih tzus or something. Like they're just tiny little yappers. One. You don't need that many dogs in an apartment. It's so funny when they're going to take them for a walk and then you just see like this gaggle of them just come out. And you're just like, <laughs> a gaggle. I know. I should say. What is it? A pack? It's a pack. I think it's a pack. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that a group of owls is a parliament? <laughs> Word of the day, you're welcome. I also actually, I, when I wrote cleaning her ears, I put LOL beside it. Also, it was funny. You're like, <laughs> I, had, I did document my LOL. <laughs> Very necessary. Um, also, for some reason, I have training montage, exclamation mark, and lots of awesome spandex and Nike product placement. I don't, I don't know why. Was there, there a Nike product placement? Oh, yeah. During the montage. When she's like kicking and they show the back of her shoes, it's just Nike across. Oh, I missed that. But there was lots of spandex in this movie. So much spandex. I mean, she's wearing spandex on the front. And then also on, an image on the back. Yes. It's a different color spandex. Mm-hmm. I think in like every other scene, there's some kind of spandex somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really funny. Also, I said if I was practicing my school gym and some dude just appeared out of nowhere, I would freak out a real, a real quick. Did yeah, especially was... since they like ran into him in the mall and they thought he was creepy, and then mm-hmm. he showed up in the gym. I would not have stayed to listen yeah. to what he had to say because it's like she turned around, she's like, "Oh, you've scared me," and then they had a conversation. Yeah, and like what and be running and screaming and yelling. Yeah. There's a guy here who's trying to kill me. Blah blah blah. blah. Clearly not a student. Clearly not a teacher. Yeah. Stranger danger on the school property here, guys. Seriously, these movies are teaching kids the wrong thing. Kids are not watching this movie. Kids should be watching this movie. Yeah. But they're not because it's also insanely hard to find. Really? You can buy it on Amazon for like $16, but I didn't want to buy it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, it. And it's not on Netflix and it's not on Prime or Crave. I had to sign up for some... I had to sign up for it. I saved the email because I have to cancel my subscription. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I signed up for a 30-day trial yeah. with oh, Prime Video. I am a super channel for Super Channel. Yeah. I sign, I thank you. Thanks for subscribing to Super Channel with Prime Video Channels. Your 30-day trial. So now I have to cancel it because mm-hmm. it's $9.99 a month and I don't, I don't want it. Well, you, you should watch a couple more movies before it gets canceled, though. Yeah, I just have to put a reminder in my... Um, 
phone somewhere to remind myself that I have to cancel this. Mm -hmm. If you don't want your membership to extend automatically, oh, oh, good. I can cancel it, but still get my rest of my 30 days. Nice. Yeah. There you go. And I just realized we also haven't talked about the fact that Luke Perry was a damsel in distress in this movie yet. Yeah, we didn't. I was like thinking about (laughs) Luke Perry the entire time, but we didn't address any of that at all. Also, rest in peace. Um, Didn't he like also try and run away in this movie, though? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the whole thing. Like at the beginning of the movie, he was talking to Benny. Remember, they were like drunk on the thing. He's like, I just got a van. We're going to fix it up and then we're going to get out of this town. Yeah. And then Benny got taken by the vampire and old man saved Luke Perry and didn't even try to help Benny in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And yeah. And then he tried to leave. That's when he talked to Thomas Jane and then his car broke down and then he got attacked. And that's when the guy lost his arm and stuff. And then he came, she saved him and brought him back and whatever. So yeah, he did try to run away. That's that's all I was, that's all I was getting at. That's all I have to say. That he was trying to run away. Yeah, he did. But yeah, he played a good. He he was a good damsel in this dress. I liked it. I liked, I liked it. it very much. But he also um, was very supportive of Buffy and mm-hmm. her new vampire slaying um, abilities and job. He mm-hmm. wasn't like, oh, you're weird and that's crazy. Yeah, it was. Um, girls can do this amazing yeah. thing. Awesome. You Here, go, let me girl. help you. I brought you a backpack of spikes. Yes. Yes, he did. He did. That is correct. Yeah. Oh. He brought her all the things that she needed, mm-hmm. helped her with her dress, yeah. gave her a jacket. He was very supportive yeah. and caring. And when she was like running away to stop the vampire, he wasn't like, no, a man has to come with you to save you. You can take care of yourself. I'll help the people here. Yeah. Yeah. You know. He was like, you go do that. Yeah, you do what you, you need do, to do. You do it. You're good. You you got it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put like some tables up. Yeah. and help people. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's that's the that's the kind of man more women need in their yes. life. Yes, no matter what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, that's the kind of man I want in my saying, life. Right. Um, and I don't this want... is called a high spirited romantic comedy. I wouldn't even call this a romantic comedy. They fall in love. They do, but you know, she finds the man that she needs, not the man that she wants. Stupid basketball player. I know, right? Ugh, jocks. I, also, if you're a sexy basketball player, you know what comes after me, that's fine. I think I am a jock. So, like, I also attract jocks because mm-hmm. I hang out with them on a daily basis. Oh, yeah, that'll do that. But yeah. I think it's it's proximity. It's a proximity thing. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't really pl- – I mean, I played kickball the other day. But what? I don't myself, like, a jock in any Didn't way. Didn't you used to play baseball? Yeah. 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 And in high school, I have trophies. I used to play basketball. So you were you were a jock. Yeah. Yes, I was. Jockette? Jockette. I don't know. That makes me feel uncomfortable. That's what <laughs> makes me feel uncomfortable. Okay. Not jockette. No. No. I will stick with just jock. Even though okay. jock really refers to their crotchular nature. But, you know. Yes. I think it, it's like testosterone. Then what are we? You know. Athletes? Yes. Yes. We are athletes. Let's put it that way. I like this term much better. Yeah. Yeah. We are athletic individuals. Uh, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say about these two very strange visits to the 90s? Weirdness? I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Um, also because I ended up seeing the movie I saw Saturday night after watching these two movies. We saw it in 70 millimeter. Yeah. Which I think is like a 90s thing. Well, it's a pre-digital thing. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoyed um, my whole day of movie old watching. movies. Yeah. And, yeah. 
old. Don't, I don't. What? I don't. I have an aversion to movies in the nineties being called old now, but I mean technically they are. Old. I know it hurts my feelings. It's two thousand and nineteen. For the so for the longest time, I was whenever somebody was like, "Oh yeah, ten years ago," I would still be like, "Yeah, the nineties," and I'm like, "No, not the nineties. No. We're not ten years ago." I know. People, there are people on this earth who have are voting, are in university and stuff. Who have never lived in the 20th century and it blows my mind they don't know what dial-up internet is so they probably come to my apartment and they'd see like the phone jack on the wall and be like what is this oh yeah oh for sure yeah oh my god dial-up i mean internet. there's a there's a chance they might think it's an ethernet cable connection but oh maybe they're like but the ethernet jack doesn't fit what is this oh my god you still have to try and download movies off napster yeah and like my sister would pick the phone up to make a call, and it would be- the screaming that would happen. <laughs> oh my god! The screaming match because yeah. it's I'd have to start it all over. And she'd be like, "Okay, I'm sorry. Like I'll call them." I'm like, "No, it's too late now. Mm-hmm. It's already stopped." Mm-hmm. Or like it'd take like an hour to download one song. Yeah. Oh my god! My mom would be like, "I have to make a phone call." <gasps> then you just set everything up for when you go to sleep. Yes. So that everything downloads while you're sleeping because no one's going to make a phone call in the middle of the night. Exactly. Yeah. Except my brother used to play like online games and stuff. And um, so that would slow down whatever downloads I started. So then I'd wake up and steal some of the downloads and be finished. And I'd be like, what the hell? I was like, oh, I was playing this all night. I'm like, ah. Be a thing. You know. The The 90s. The life we led was difficult. It was. It was hard. Now we carry around computers in our pockets. Yes. And we can access all information all the time without bugging somebody that's true <laughs> oh i was reading this uh i saw this uh, uh quote today and uh oh my god where was it i was probably scrolling through like facebook or instagram or something and it was one that of those sense. like you know took a screenshot of something somebody else did or whatever and pretty much what it said was um remember back in the day when uh we thought there was so many ignorant people because there was no access to information I guess we were wrong. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, information is so easily accessible these days. Yeah. But I also wonder if that is just a, like, a first world slash, you know, middle class thing to believe. Because there are definitely, like, rural areas and poorer countries and stuff that they don't have internet yet. Or they don't have easy access to the internet that's available. Or they don't have easy access to, like, cell phones and all that kind yeah. of stuff, too. So... Well, even um, even when I was taking the train from Vancouver to Toronto, like there was parts where like our phones didn't work. Mm-hmm. There was parts where there was like in northern Ontario where it's so it made sense in like BC and Alberta because we were between the mountains, so mm-hmm. it made sense that there's no cell service. But in northern Ontario, there's nothing there to block a cell service from mm-hmm. like the towers. There's just no towers, yeah. so there's people like we went past a couple very small towns not even towns, like just communities mm-hmm. and there's no cell service on our phone. So how, what service, like all of their services landline. So they're mm-hmm. probably still on dial up if they yeah. even have access to That's dial why up. Things like AOL is still a thing because yeah. some people are still stuck using dial up. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is, is a lot of companies apparently don't want to um, spend the money on the infrastructure because they don't think the profit will be high enough, even though, you're giving people access to information. Yeah. 
Yeah. To help and governments them. don't want to step in because, again, they don't have enough funding. So it's not enough money to, to put in the lines themselves. Yeah, because if we put in a line or a tower, it's not... Like, what we're trying to, what, put this Wi-Fi through... All of uh, Toronto. This, all of, like, the subway, right? Yeah. But, the, like, Rogers and Bell have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. So it's... If they do it in, like, northern Ontario, the government can't afford it. Because mm-hmm. the government of Ontario, can't, Toronto, can't even afford to do it here. Yeah. So then a large company will have to do it, but... They don't have the money for that either. No, large. Some of those co- companies have the money for it. Like they're bitching well, they about. They need like, to pay me better. They need to- <laughs> I don't. For the record, I don't work for one of those companies. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My my thing is is that their their bottom line is to turn a higher profit than the year before. Yeah, and no matter how much profit they make. The next year has to be higher, higher. Right? and that's and that's the biggest problem. So if they they don't make, you know, even a ten percent profit compared to the year before, or if they make like eight percent and the year before was a ten percent profit, yeah, then they're complaining and they're cutting things, they're increasing, you know, what we pay for plans and stuff because they're like, oh, we're going broke because our profits are less. I'm like, but you still made a billion dollars. I don't think you're going broke. Did you soon. break even? Yeah. You know. Do you really need to be higher than last year, or can this just be a more of a we broke even yeah. kind of thing? No, if we broke even means they're losing money. So that's how they see it. I don't agree with it. That's how they see it. Yeah. But whatever. This just got really political and all that stuff at the same time. At all it really did, based off of two movies from the 90s. Yeah. That have the 90s. No <laughs> politics in them at all. No. Well, the Breakfast Time should have politics in it, but it doesn't. Okay, I was going to say it doesn't. Yeah, no. The movie doesn't. The book does, but in, like, the best ways possible. You're like, oh, yes. There's a description of um, Thomas Jefferson in there that is beautiful. Okay, yeah, I'm getting this book on Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah, I suggest. Okay. Anyways, uh, well, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it? Yeah. No more comments? Don't watch Breakfast of Champions. Read the book. Read the book. I agree. Or just watch Buffy twice. Yes. That's also a very good way to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Erica, for being here. Thanks for having me. Yes. We'll have to get you back for hopefully better movies next time. I'm down for that. But can you let me know while we're having our midnight Chinese food that I'm on it and not (laughs) like later? Yes, I will. Uh, I will. Because uh, I didn't even remember. And I came home and I checked. I'm like, today's my day to send out my emails to people who are going to be on the show. Oh, like, oh okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have a certain day. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't like. I go through like a, a thing. I knew and I forgot to tell her when I saw her kind of thing. No. No. I okay. totally forgot. Okay, yes. cool. I apologize. Okay. Yeah. I'll yes. look at your list thingy. Yay. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Um, I will be taking a little break, returning with new episodes on August 26, 2019, where we will be talking about the butterfly effect and can't hardly wait. Until then, you can still follow along on Twitter and Instagram at OhMyShelf, or you can send emails to OhMyShelf at gmail.com. Hope you'll be here to listen. Do-do-do-do.